grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my... Oh, you know, you know about this. Maybe you looked on the bulletin front and you realized what our next uh, sermon series is starting today. Or maybe you just caught the attention of this guy and watched him growing up or with your kiddos. Who is it? Right, it's this guy. Yes, look at him. Isn't he awesome? He looks especially good in a cardigan. Okay, it's not my favorite Mr. Rogers. Yeah, it is the other Mr. Rogers, one that I loved growing up. And it's funny because my, uh, my mom always had to watch Young and the Restless. And so I always, it, it, it would overlap over Sesame Street. So I could only catch a little bit of Sesame Street and then move into Mr. Rogers. I always felt thwarted by Sesame Street, but really connected with Mr. Rogers himself. And he was such a gift, wasn't he? In fact, what is, he, what is his most well-known thing? Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Thank you. And then you'd say at the end of it, hi, hi, neighbor. Can you turn to someone right now and say, hi, neighbor? Okay, turn to someone else. You're Lutherans, you can do this. Hi, neighbor. Hi, neighbor. That's what Mr. Rogers would start with all the time. And to remind you of this, we are going to get this, and i got to get into this mode. This is why I'm not wearing a bow tie today. As we queue up ways to remind you, I thought I'd wear a cardigan, and let me tell you, this is not the day for a cardigan. Um, can uh, any of you, did someone uh, forget to turn off the furnace? Come on, man. God, please help us with that. Um, but uh, with that, to remind you of that theme song, we are going to do this, and I also am going to be, as we cue that up, are we going to get that, Phil? Yes, you are. Even turned into slippers. First of all, his tie is a tie I would wear. It's almost like he's wearing the shoes Sperry's like I am too. So as I was watching that, getting ready for this, I'm like, are you kidding? I've turned into Mr. Rogers. Ah! It's kind of scary. But isn't it, I, the first time I heard Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, the theme song, which is so similar, it's a cartoon for those of you who don't know, with Daniel Tiger from the land of make-believe, I actually teared up. I hadn't heard that song since I was a child. There's such a gift to what Mr. Rogers gave to so many of us. And for those of you with Netflix or Amazon Prime, it's on there. You can watch them again, or you can have your kids and grandkids watch them as well. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my... It's a big question. We have people all around us. And when you think of your neighbors, do you think of people that live right next to you? And typically what they're finding in the U.S. is that more and more of us are living next to people, living in neighborhoods of people that are exactly like us. They look like us. They act like us. They have jobs similar to ours. They have homes that are almost identical a lot of the time in our neighborhoods. We are more and more going into tribes, they tell us, in the U.S. And so our neighbors more and more look exactly like who we are. They are the ones that we want to be next to. And yet, when Jesus is, is confronted, challenged by a lawyer, now a lawyer in Jesus' time is one that would know the laws of God. Their rules, their laws of order, were based on the Scripture, the Old Testament. And so I want you to see this. We're going to go through this, and I think it's going to reveal to us who Jesus is asking us to be and who our neighbors are. are. Now, look at this. Uh, 
Here's the beginning of it. It's Luke chapter 10. Now, Jesus has just sent 72 disciples out in pairs. They have seen and done amazing things that they can't explain. They come back. They are so excited. They've gone places that Jesus hasn't gone, and they've been able to do miracles in Jesus' name. They are so pumped. And now they're excited, and now just as they're doing this, this is what happens. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Now this helps us as the one that are hearing this or reading this to say he's not doing it just to say I really need an answer. He's trying to trip Jesus up. They're nervous about this guy. He keeps comforting people with the kingdom of God, but he challenges them. And this story is no different. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now this is a question for all of us, isn't it? What must we do? So I want your ears to perk up because Jesus gives him an answer, and this is a powerful one, actually. He said to him, Jesus is talking, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And this is what the lawyer says. He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So this is a big thing. So what does is, what is Jesus answer then? Because this is what the attorney said. So Jesus says, in verse 28. Oh, I think we missed it. In verse 28. Maybe we missed it. Is that not there? Okay. Jesus, this is what Jesus tells him. He says, you have answered correctly. Do that and you will live. So the lawyer tests him. What's the question? What must I do to inherit eternal life? Love God. Love your And he says, if you love God with everything you have and you love your neighbor as yourself, he says, you are going to live. And that's what to do to inherit eternal life. So that's the end of it. He says, but wanting to justify himself, it's like he's like, okay, that was good. That was a softball, but let's go further. He says, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Again, let's listen to this because he's asking the big question, who is my neighbor? Turn to someone and say, hi, neighbor. Thank you. First time someone said it to me just now. I appreciate that. So Jesus answered, who's your neighbor? Here's what he says. He says it in a parable, in a story. Now, it's something interesting. I was just at a conference, and the speaker told us that when we hear stories, when we are watching a movie, when we are reading a great book, our brain, actually, the chemicals in it release, like in times of stress. So as if you're, you're going through an accident in the book or in the movie, your brain actually trips that st- those stress cortisones. And if it's something good and beautiful, your brain actually gives the, actual, the chemical that soothes and gives happiness. Your brain doesn't know the difference. So whether you're reading it, whether you're seeing it, when we hear and tell stories, our brain is living through them. And that is such a powerful reminder for me that when Jesus teaches, we're told he only speaks in parables, in stories. It's because he knows how we're made. He knows how you're made. When we hear things in stories, it helps us understand and live through the experience. And his answer to the lawyer is through a story. He says this, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and this is a rough road, by the way. As soon as the hearers of Jesus' time knew that, they know, oh, this is when where bandits happen. This is where people get hurt. And this is exactly what happens. He fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, 
a priest was going down that road. Now, a priest would be like, well, like Pastor Dan, going down the road. I am just happen to be wandering by. Or if Pastor Dan is not your image of a pastor, maybe it's Pastor Bob or Pastor Corey or it's the pastor or priest you had growing up. Whoever that one is in your image, the one that's holier than thou, the one that's a superhero, the one that's going to wear the cape and the, maybe they, they actually, you had to say pastor their last name. Maybe that's, that's how formal they were and they were set aside for God. So that's not me. Think of that kind of pastor. That's who he's talking about here. The superhuman set aside for God, a lot holier than any of us. When he was going down that road, when he saw him, what did he do? He passed by on the... So the superhuman priest, the one that does it all right, what does he do? It's too uncomfortable. His neighbor that's hurting, he avoids him. Now, as we go on to the Levite, who is also a holy person, the one that's almost as holy as the superhuman priest. It's almost like the priest was Batman and the Levite is Robin. So Batman passed by and he couldn't do anything. Um, so Robin comes by, and when he comes to the place and saw him, he also passed by on the... I want to pause and time out here. You may be thinking, how dare they? How could they? Jesus doesn't say why they passed by. It could have been for good reason. For a, for a priest or a Levite to pass by on the other side, they're doing it probably because maybe they had really important holy business. And if they actually touched a person that was bloody, they'd become unclean. And in that time, that meant they couldn't come into the temple. They would have to be made holy again. So they wouldn't be able to do their jobs. They wouldn't be able to help people get closer to God. They wouldn't be able to do the things that they were called to do. So they, they may have been doing this because they had a very important reason. They may have been insanely busy, too. And it helps remind me and convicts me, sometimes I am so busy with my life that someone's sitting on the side of the road, usually with a sign. And it's not that I don't have the money. It's sometimes not that I don't I couldn't just stop and give it to them and whether they're, whatever they're going to do with it because sometimes we make those judgments that, oh, they're going to use it for whatever. Lots of times I don't stop because I feel I'm too busy. Maybe that resonates with you today. So we don't know why they do, but it may have been for good reasons. It may have not been, but Batman and Robin kept going. So now what happens? Okay, Batman and Robin went by, but now we hear, but, uh... A Samaritan. In other words, what Jesus just said is Batman and Robin couldn't do it, but here comes the Joker. Here comes the enemy. He's a trickster, this guy. He is our neighbor. He's the neighboring person, the people that lived right next to God's people. In fact, they're the people that have been kind of driven out from God's holy land. These are the people that don't quite do it the right way. They're the neighbors, but they're the neighbors that you look down on. They're the neighbors you're going to not invite to the birthday party. They're the neighbors that you're not going to go out and say, come to the barbecue. They're not going to be there. They're the ones that you build the wall and you say, I, I, I just want to keep them out. That's what they're doing. And when he saw him, though, the joker, he was moved with... In fact, it, the translation doesn't even do it justice. His heart was moved. 
his heart was tra- changed. His heart was opened when he sees this man. So the neighbor that no one would invite to anything, he stops. And this is what he does, this terrible, horrible neighbor that no one would actually be seen with. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. And not only that, he brings him to the inn. Now look at this. The next day he took out two denarii, which is so expensive. This is whole day's worth of salary. He gives them to the innkeeper and says, take care of him. When I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. So Jesus stops there. Which of these three? Is it the superhero? Is it his sidekick? Or is it the one you hate? Which of them was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And he said, and you can, I just want to pause here. You can almost hear him like, almost in a grudging manner say, well, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus says, go and do likewise. So, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my Who's the neighbor that pops in your head? You know, 20 years ago, when people would stop at the house randomly, the doorbell would ring. You know what we would all do in Fairwater, Wisconsin? Ah, someone's at the door! Ah! I'd be elbowing my, my brother and sister. I'd get to the door. Everyone would open it up. Hey, look who it is! Hey, it's the Hooties! Yay, they're here! We wouldn't think, did they call? Did they text? Did they tell us beforehand? Now when people ring the doorbell, this is what happens. Everyone pauses and they stand stark still like a deer in headlights. Did they text you? Don't move. They might see you. Who could it be? And then you creep to the door and you look through the window. It's the hooties. I know they're our friends, but we didn't prepare for this. Our culture has actually taught us now that neighbors, they're great, but you need to have the proper ways to to connect, right? It's got to be by invitation. What a difference. And now when we see the new... Oh, some of you are now like, I know what you're talking about, Dan. (laughs) It's not just my family? Oh, good. Thank you. I almost feel like when, uh, when Jehovah's Witnesses would stop in Fairwater, that's when we would all barricade the doors when we were little. Oh, my goodness. Now... But Mr. Rogers talks about when I see the news around me, when I, when I have people stopping in my office and talking about the most traumatic things, and it starts to get ugly. It starts to actually pepper and color my perspective. I start to see my neighbors in a different way. How can this world be like this? I don't want to, I don't want to engage in that kind of thing. And what Mr. Rogers said is so powerful to me. Look at what he says. When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, and aren't they scary sometimes? Man, I see the things and I get heartbroken with whatever's going on. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You'll always find people who are helping. Now, Mr. Rogers, in so many ways, taught kids that they are so worthwhile, they are so loved, and then he taught, I think, parents and grandparents the same thing, that you are my neighbor. It's not who is my neighbor that's around me and now I have to deal with them. It was, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my... I want you to be my neighbor, whoever you are, whatever you're about. And if you're in some kind of place that you need help, Mr. Rogers is saying that's who we'd be looking for and... That's who we need to be.
And that's what Jesus says for us today. And so today, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know how life is for you in this hot summer day. But I want you to know that we have a God that loves you so much, he said, I'm going to come down and be your neighbor. I'm going to walk alongside. I'm going to love you through anything and everything. And now he calls us to do the same. Now look at this. This was a sign that I saw that I I love. Love your neighbor who doesn't look like you, think like you, love like you, speak like you, pray like you, vote like you. Love your no exceptions. That's what Jesus is talking about. If the joker himself, the, the Samaritan, can help someone, so can we. So what I ask today is, God, help me not to just say hi, neighbor, but to be a neighbor. How can we do that? It's by helping. It's by loving. It's by looking for people that need God's love today. So how can we do that? Today, today, get outside, get outside your doors. Maybe not today unless you have a really good uh, fan or air conditioner or something, but reach out to people. Look for people. And if there's someone on the side of the road or someone that's, that's near you, look for, look for the helpers and be the helpers today. Amen. Let us pray. God, thank you so much for Mr. Rogers. Thank you for his generosity, for his grace. Thank you that no matter what, he taught us every moment that we are worthwhile and he wanted to be our neighbors. Help us to do the same, that when people, people encounter us, when we encounter them, that we are so contagious in our love, so contagious in our welcoming, so sacrificial and ready to give and give more and to pay attention and, and help them know they're worthwhile, that they need to know who you are because of us. Help us to be more like Mr. Rogers today. And Lord, as we go out from here, help us just to say hello to others, to be their neighbors. And all God's people said, I am taking off this cardigan. I don't know how Mr. Rogers did it. I think God will still love me, though. <laughs>